This is Matt. This is Seth. Welcome to The The Unbroken Unbroken Net. Net. This is a podcast where we're going to share with you some ridiculous ideas. Yeah, and who cares if you believe what we believe? Just think for yourself. That's all we're asking. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Unbroken Net. Uh, today we're going to actually start the last chapter of First John, so we're, we're actually going to have to think about a different book yeah, coming up here we're soon. we're getting close to the end. So uh, today we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 5. Uh, so Matt, can you read that for us, please? Absolutely. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of God born of him by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world our faith who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God so right in the beginning of this passage he says that pretty much believing Jesus is the Christ means that you're born of God hmm. what what do you think that means what is he talking about so what does it mean to believe Jesus is the Christ you know this is interesting um I feel like a lot of people use this to say you've had to, you have to say a prayer or you have to believe a certain way. I I take it a little bit more liberally. Mm -hmm. And I would say to believe that Jesus is the Christ is to actually believe in the Christ Mm -hmm. and to look at Jesus and his life and say, uh, Jesus is the Christ that the anointing is on him. And, uh that's you know that's what we see mm-hmm. um i i wish it was as simple as saying you have to believe this prayer right what uh, so christ means the anointed one is that what that means yeah it, i've also heard that it means like savior or um is there another meaning a messiah yeah, yeah. Uh, i i believe so mm-hmm. and um but but Christ means the anointed one. Mm-hmm. So the actually, I think he even at the end of this, he he kind of uh, he alludes to that. He, he kind of he says, "Whoever who believes that Jesus is the Son of God." I wonder if that's related to that. Uh, mm. But we, I mean, we can talk about that when we get to the passage. Yeah, or to that verse. To that verse. Um, so yeah. It, to be the Christ literally means the anointing is on you. You yeah. are the anointed one. And I, I think it's interesting because we want to make Jesus different than us. We want to, like, I don't, I don't mean myself, but in Christianity, it's really easy to take Jesus and, and set him aside as like something special that we could never attain. But the fact is that we were called Christians for a reason. Christian just means little Christ. We, we 
all have the anointing. Uh, and this is evidenced by how we live. But the anointing, the Christ, uh, it is in you, it is in me. Uh, I would say it's in everyone who is hearing our voice. And the evidence of that is by how we live. And that's where we have the struggle. Right. And I don't think we can actually, we can't live, live that way unless we, we believe that. Be- unless we believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. And to believe that Jesus is the way, or Jesus is the way we should live. Jesus is the Christ. Yeah. Which I think that's what he's, he's saying when he's saying, that's when you've been born of God, when you actually have um, turned from the way that you've been taught in this world, the world has taught you to be mm-hmm. and to follow um, the Son of God who who actually loved us so much that he died on the cross. Yeah, right? and it's it's following in that we're walking in the same way that he walked. Yeah. You right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so he also says, everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. Mm. So whoever's been born of him. So, I mean, he just said that believing Jesus is the Christ means that you're born of God. Yeah. But and I don't. I don't think we should stop with the people who. Yeah. Do believe them. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like <laughs> if you love everyone. You're going to love those who have been born of God, you know, Mm. and born being like begotten or uh, arriving from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I, I think there's a distinction between those who have continued in their trespasses and sins and thus the spiritual death that we've all entered into once we walked out of fellowship with God. But... Uh, we're all children of God. And those who have been born of him or, or rebirthed of him, I would say, mm-hmm. um, they've returned to that spiritual relationship that they were uh, entered in upon conception, right? We were, we were entered into the spiritual relationship with God. He formed us and knit us together in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. We return to that relationship, and then, then we can see clearly how to walk because we walk in the same way that he walks, and his spirit guides us and directs us. And so not only do we love whoever has been born of him, that's true, which is hard enough, right? Because like especially in our world today, there's a lot of people who say they've been born of him, and yet it's really easy to be like, yeah, but they don't really know the truth, and they don't really know the truth, and they don't really know the truth, but we know the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact of the matter is that we all know part of the truth, and until we're willing to hear out every side, we're always going to remain knowing only part of the truth. Hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, kind of like the the Pharisees and the scribes, they were kind of like the Christians of their day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they weren't, obviously. They weren't Christians, but they yeah. were the religious people. The re- there, that, the religious people. And they didn't get it. No. <laughs> they missed it. They missed it. Um, so uh, he kind of 
tells us, John tells us that uh, by following his commandments, we know we have we love the children of God. So, if we're following the commandments, that's how we know we are loving God's children. Yeah, and what are the commandments? Well, he he said that in the last chapter, the very last verse. He says, "And this commandment we have from him: whoever loves God must also love his brother." Right. Pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you're loving your brother then you're and if that's the commandment then and if you're holding that commandment then obviously you're you're loving God's children if that's the mm-hmm. case. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh and he also says that his commandments aren't burden burdensome. Yeah. It's not hard to love your brother. It's it's not hard. It's not. I mean, sometimes it feels like it can be kind of hard to Well, it feels that way. Because we're so captivated by the flesh. We've, we've lived so long just going after the desires of the eyes and the desires of the flesh and the pleasures of life and pride and, and all of that, that, um, you know. Well, why does, why does it become hard? It's because our brother sometimes hurts us, right? And, and that's that sacrifice of saying... I'm going to take this hurt and set it aside. Yeah, well, what if you were willing to die for... If you thought in the lens of, I'm willing to die for that person. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, what's the worst that somebody can do to you? Like mm-hmm. sticks and stones? Yeah. I mean, that's the hardest part about grace. I say this all the time, is it goes to everyone. And we we have this idea of justice that, that every sin must be paid for. And we, we want the sins done to us to be paid for. But that's not, that's not the example that Jesus set. Mm-hmm. Jesus was uh, sinned against in the most vile way in being beaten, tortured, mocked, and crucified to the point of death. And yet his last words were along the lines of, Father, forgive them, mm-hmm. you know. Seeking forgiveness for those who are taking his own life, and you know that's that's not easy. Mm-hmm. And yet, once you surrender, and you have that eternal life that we talked about, that contentment with what is right now, there's nothing that can dissuade you. Mm. No matter what comes your way, if you're content. You just accept it. You're just docile. It's not gonna. It's not gonna throw you. And how do we do this? But by His Spirit, who dwells in us, yeah. by by receiving that Spirit and obeying that Spirit and living with that Spirit, uh, we we can walk in eternal life. Right. And also, if I mean, we know that whatever our brother might do to us is that's not the end and we should forgive them because maybe it's hard to go through what they are doing to us um but if we we accept that and we know that what's at the outcome i mean jesus showed us what the outcome was that he you can't if you the resurrection is the outcome right like it yeah there's there's life right Mm -hmm. And we 
we don't see people resurrected from the dead. We don't see their bodies rise. But we know that there's got to be something after this. Mm-hmm. And I like to say people don't die. They just change states, <laughs> right? Our bodies die, but we don't because we are not our body. We are more than our body. Our body is our vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's what we're driving. But we are a spirit. And honestly, I don't know what happens next. I don't think any of us truly do. I think we make a lot of assumptions and a lot of guesses. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be more to it than than just this. Yeah. And how did we get? How did we get there? We were just talking about his companions. Oh, because because we were someone. talking about even if someone kills us. Yeah. We know that's not the end. Mm-hmm. So that oh that also makes me think like that we've been kind of taught and like we shouldn't be a doormat to people. Like mm-hmm. we shouldn't let people walk all over us. And I don't know, it seems to fly in the face of this. But I mean, it doesn't seem right that somebody should be walked on. I say that, but I think that also there is a point where if somebody, if you are getting walked on by somebody, usually there's, there's somebody watching. Yeah. And it's the person, it's your brothers that should, should be the advocate for you, I think. And I don't think there's anything wrong with advocating for yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, advocating for yourself and trying to remove yourself from a situation is different than uh, holding a grudge or holding a bitterness or holding unforgiveness. Yeah. You know, it, it's always right to be safe. Uh, it's it's it, more the forgiveness. It's the forgiveness aspect of it. It's the, um, you know, the bitterness because that's what eats us up. Mm is that unforgiveness and that bitterness. That's what actually destroys our life, takes our eternal life away and leads us into eternal mm, death. That's, yep. You know? Uh, you said it there. It's the, that's the death. Is that holding that grudge and yeah, just letting it eat at you. Yeah. Just, for, just forgive them. Yeah. That's how I see it. Hmm. Interesting. So then... How would we advocate for ourselves then? Um, well, we speak up. Uh-huh. You know, we we tell the truth. You know, you are not being loving to me right now. You know? Mm-hmm. So just, in a set essence, remove yourself from that situation. As best as you can. Don't retaliate on that. Really. Don't retaliate. Just, just remove yourself. Remove yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that doesn't mean we can't use self-defense, you know, but uh, if it turns from self-defense to retaliation, there's a difference there, mm. you know, uh, if if uh, if our words go from, hey, this is not a good situation, you're not treating me well to us not treating them well, mm. there's a difference there. Right. You know? Yeah, I agree. And then... Remember remember Bambi, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah. You know? Mm, I think that is important because there's a lot of people that do get stuck in situations where they are just 
doormats and they just let that happen over and over and, and they don't they don't seek and that's not loving because the person who's treating them that way is not walking in life right you know they're walking in death they're, they're not doing what's best for themselves mm-hmm. you know yeah we have to love ourselves too yeah like um how are we going to love other people as we love ourselves if we don't love ourselves <laughs> yeah and if you love yourself you're not going to want to walk in death you're not going to walk in the deeds of the flesh because that doesn't benefit you. It always mm. hurts. Yeah. There's always consequences. Yeah. Mm. So I guess uh, I wonder if the, how that would segue into this in the next part where he says uh, we pretty much we have overcome the world by our faith. Yeah, and it says everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about what the world is. It's, it's that um, way of life. It's, it's what, what governs us in the accepted way, which is a, a, a sense of, you know, to be successful means that you have to rise above everyone else, you know? Mm. Um, and... Our faith has overcome the world. It has overcome that because our faith says we are joint heirs with God. Mm. Sons and daughters of God are we. Um, we're joint heirs with Christ, excuse me, you know, with Jesus. Right. Um, we are all the sons and daughters of God. There is no one who is greater than another. In fact, uh, to overcome the world is to consider everyone else as greater than yourself. And uh, mm. that's our faith. You know, we believe that. Jesus did the same thing. He humbled himself and became a servant of all. And that's the steps we have to follow in. Mm. I shouldn't say have to. That's the steps we get to follow in because there's such great reward to do that. There's peace and contentment. Right. And There's a spiritual food. Jesus says, uh, remember when he was with the woman at the well and his disciples went off to get food and he came back and they were like, aren't you hungry? And he said, uh, no, I have a food that you don't know about. You know, it's that spiritual food. It's that nourishment that satisfies uh, body and soul. Mm. Yeah, being able to live in that. Yeah. Live in and live in the uh, live in that uh, that knowledge that we are all joint heirs of Christ, right? Yeah, because if we're all joint heirs, then there's no one that is better than anybody else, that's and right. there's nobody that's lesser. That's I correct. think, which is equally as important to to realize. That's right. There's no one lesser. Uh, yeah, if everybody, if everybody is. Uh, a son and daughter of Christ, or uh, sorry, excuse me, son and daughter of God. Then we are, and we are all joint heirs with Christ as sons and daughters of of the of God. Then there is, how can there be anybody lower than you, and how can there be anybody higher than you? I think, yeah, yeah I think it's very important to very important to understand that mm-hmm. it makes it easier. Maybe that's what makes it not burdensome. Is that it's it's uh, uh, just loving everybody 
as if they're equals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that means anybody. Anybody. Like somebody on the street, somebody on Wall Street. Yeah. They're both streets, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he does say, kind of says what our faith is made of. And mm-hmm. he says our faith is that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. And we kind of talked a little bit about, like, believing Jesus is the Christ. So is this kind of tied in, like, our faith is that Jesus is the Son of God? Yeah. What 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 speaks to you on that? Um. When it, when I look at Jesus, I'm I'm looking at more than just that man. I'm looking at the teachings in the life of that man, the example, and uh, he he is the Son of God. Yes, but he said, "So are you." Mm-hmm. You know. So. Uh, not only did he say that I am the light of the world, he also said, you are the light of the world. He, he came here to show us how to live, to remind us of the commandments, to remind us of the Garden of Eden, what it was like to walk with God, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I you know, whoever believes that Jesus is the Son of God, like you look at the message and, and we're so far removed from it, it's hard because all we have is the testimony of those who experienced it. Mm. But we do have something else. We have the, the spirit that dwells within us. We have the Christ that dwells within us. And when we listen to that, we can see that Jesus was truthful. And it'd be awesome if we had all of Jesus' teachings, mm. but we only have what was recorded. You know, it's also um, when he says our faith is that Jesus is the son of God. That speaks a lot more than just saying just that he w- he was this, like, OK, he's the son of God. He, but what that really means is knowing what his life was about. Being the essence of what Jesus was about and the love that he showed to everyone and the love he showed to the cross um, and beyond. That's what it means to be the son of God. Mm. If you believe that's what it is to be the son of God, and you're going to be the son of God no matter what, really, because you were created by him. Yeah. Um, but if what if you believe that uh, to be, what if you believe God is an evil God, and then you're, that's who you're going to be, right? Well, we all want to be like the God we worship. And that's why it's important to know who God is, Mm, right? Yeah. And if you think God is a wrathful, vengeful God who is going to uh, save a few and damn the rest, well, then you're going to live the same way. Mm -hmm. And we see that. That's evidenced. Like, just look around at the religious people today and look at their theology and look at how they treat one another. Mm. You know, in the olden days of America, we said, this land is your land. This land is my land. And today it seems like, no, this land is our land, but it's not your land. Mm. You know, uh, I don't know what happened. 
but we have this culture today who calls themselves the followers of Christ. But the they exclude. God is for me, but not for you. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, like what I have is mine. And you don't have a part in that. Unless you conform to me. Mm, yeah, conform to the way I, I believe this to be. Yeah. yeah. And maybe we shouldn't have gone off in that, <laughs> you know, political, yeah, I know. religious yeah, gonna... way. But... Ruffle the feathers. Right? Yeah. Sometimes feathers are meant to be ruffled. Yeah. Just something to think about. Hey, if you don't ruffle the feathers, how does the dirt get? How do That's you clean? right. How do you clean? You got to get you got to get the dust out. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the on this passage? Any teasers you want to give for next week? Well, uh, no. I mean, next week we're going to talk about some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, we're going to, yeah, like, you know, it's it's going to get kind of interesting right like what does he mean by the spirit the water and the blood yeah and how is how are we any different from that yeah so it'll be it'll be an interesting one i don't even know what it means so yeah, yeah. well we'll have we'll have to see what what we come up with next week what yeah. ridiculous ideas we can come up with next hey week. you know <laughs> think for yourself yeah exactly well we do appreciate you listening this week and um, we hope you got something good out of it and if you did go ahead give us a like Uh, and if you really want to hear more of our episodes then go ahead and subscribe to on youtube or spotify wherever you're listening and we will catch you next week on the unbroken net take care bye now